Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Self Love Society. This is the podcast for people who are on the journey of self discovery and wellness with a dash of foolishness sprinkled on top. This is a safe place to learn, laugh, and discover your own individual path. Let's start the show. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hello. My name is Inkira the Love Guru. My name is Tony Gillen, licensed professional counselor. And we are welcome you guys back to the Self Love Society. Hey. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to another great week. It has been a long day. It has been a very long day. We got a heavy topic today, too. Oh, heavy. But before we get into the topic. Heavy, heavy. <laughs> You're so heavy on me. Yeah. <laughs> before we get into it, we cannot start without doing um, some housekeeping. How are you doing, T? Oh, Lord. Um. <laughs> We ain't got to talk too much about it. I ain't going to dive too much into it. Since that's the topic. It, it kind of ties into everything. But, man, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I think that I'm kind of all over the place with emotion. You know, you have those days where you're good, right? You're, you're most, most times you're good, and then something just comes out of left field, and it, it leaves you kind of scattered emotionally, and you're trying to pick up the pieces of where you're at. And so I think that's how I feel today. Yeah. Um, not too bad, but, you know, it's some areas where I'm like, okay, I need to sit back and process. Right. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, watch yourself. Um, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I don't even know what this feeling is anymore. Um, I don't, I really don't even know what to describe or title the emotion that I'm feeling. It's like an exhale but an immediate inhale. Mm. So before you can exhale your trauma, you meet your immediately, you're right back in it. It's like a constant cycle of uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> for real. It's like, what is this? Uh -huh. This is ugly. I just, I don't know. It's like I, that video of the woman watching Steve Harvey. Yes. Like, huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> It's definitely that. <laughs> the collective just, uh, oh my God, why? Yeah. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't even know anymore because typically when you have these types of emotions or feelings or you get fatigued or tired or exhausted or over it in a lot of ways, mm -hmm. you push through because it's like, Okay, I, I just got a few more minutes. Okay, I got a few more days. But when you never know when it's going to end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, when you never know what it's going to end. Like, you never know. Like, there is literally no end in sight. Yeah. And then you start contemplating, can I really function mm -hmm. in this mindset, in this, in this, in this, in this, this, whatever it is, can I function like this right forever until I die? Man. That right there makes me just be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is whack. Really whack. 
wiggity 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 whack daddy for real yeah i can i can does not make me want to jump it though no does not makes you want to curl up and under the blanket for real it just made me want to just say yeah yeah um you know i think well we you know we're kind of going to start off with our our uh, housekeeping with the affirmations and journal prompt uh, I'll start off with the journal prompt. Uh, so if you all remember from last week, the journal prompt was what hurdles have thrown you off course and how did you overcome it? And, you know, if you are currently going through it, even if you're currently going through it, what do you intend to, what do you intend to do to overcome it? And so I think for me personally, you know, be, being a moment of transparency uh, for a, a few weeks, I kind of felt off. And mm-hmm. I wasn't necessarily unhappy, but I just felt supremely overwhelmed to where I wasn't taking care of myself the way that I would normally. I wouldn't take care of my space um, the way I would normally take care of it. And it happened to be just one day where I said, you know what? I wonder if I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And I, it was it was like a, a moment of self-reflection to yeah. get down to the bottom of why I was feeling the way I felt. Um, and it was like once I asked myself that question things just kind of shifted because it, okay. So it started off as me just feeling off. And so I had the idea of what is depression? And I, you know, as a therapist, obviously I work with a lot of people who have, who deal with depression and anxiety. Um, but sometimes I need a refresher. You know, I'm always learning. I think anyone should always be learning about the craft. Um, and so I kind of researched a little bit more depression deeper than maybe I had done in the past. And, it was some signs of some symptoms that I resonated. It resonated with me. And so it kind of was a day where I just kind of reflected, like, how am I feeling? Like I really checked in with myself. I really focused on, okay, what is it that I can do? What, what are some small things that I can accomplish that can kind of get me out of, out of this funk? Uh, one of them was doing some, making yourself do something or get out of the house or just be active when you, your body is telling you doesn't want to. Um, and so I intentionally did that. And ever since that day, I had that, that reflective day. It's been, I've been going straight up, up. It's just been going straight up since then. And so, yeah, that was definitely a hurdle. And the way I overcame it was just really just sitting with myself and really asking myself those questions of what is it that's going on with me and how can I change it? Um, what about yourself? Uh, I feel like all kinds of hard. You know how you be uh, you be in football practice. Yep. And you be trying to do a drill, and then all of a sudden you got that crazy ass coach that just throws the damn pads at you while you trying to do. Yes. I feel like that's what the hell life has been doing to me lately. Just throwing everything, everything you could possibly throw, just whatever. Throw the sick kitchen sink at her. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel like um, I've been thrown, like, and, and I don't know. It's so weird. Like, at one point, I was thrown off course. Mm-hmm. But then so much kept happening to where it threw me back on course yeah. to where I'm just like, whatever, man. I'm giving it to God. Mm. If it's your will, then it's your will. Right. I I literally had to get bombarded with ridiculous ridiculousness to the point to where I surrendered everything and just said, you know what? Whatever is meant to be is going to be. Mm. Because it was 
so heavy and it was so much mm-hmm. to where it was just like, you know how you, you, you something so ridiculous you start laughing? Yeah. It was like that. It was like, yeah. it, it was like yeah. this. It's like this our, can't our things be just a... keep happening and you're just like, this ain't even, I'm not even mad anymore. I'm just laughing. I just, I, I don't even, delirious. I just want to know, I just want to meet the person who wrote this part of my, my life. I just want, cause y'all really, y'all really put y'all twist on, on this season finale of my life because I know we finna go to a new season after this, cause this is a definitely a season and finale moment. You know, like in TV shows, the season finale of the of the, of the season be the most at the end. It yeah. be the most extra thing. I feel like in life you have moments like that to where it's like a season finale. It be so much going on. You be like, this got to be the season finale. Yeah. Cause I know that I'm gonna level up after this because this is ridiculous, ridiculous. amount of, 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 of stuff. So um I think for me, like overcoming the obstacles um was learning how to stop fighting. You know what I mean? Mm. And not stop fighting like, oh, just give up on life, but stop fighting against things that are not meant to be. You mm. know what I mean? And understanding that if I don't fight against something that is not like if something is not meant to be and I decide I'm not going to fight against it, I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Then don't get bent out of shape about it. Understand that that's going to be replaced by something else. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And like that sounds so good and it sounds so easy. And I'm going to tell you right now in the heat of the moment, Excuse my language. You don't hear none of that shit. Right. You don't want to hear none of that shit. That, that. Listen, you don't want to hear it. You don't want to. You don't want to think it. You don't want any of that. But like I said, I was bombarded so much to where eventually it came around to where I had been going through for so long that my mind finally calmed down to where it was like, okay, eventually you're gonna have to stop wiggling because yeah. it ain't doing nothing but tightening the restraints on you, and just relax. Relax mm-hmm. and understand that this is not the end for you. That obviously some things have to fall away from you. Everything is not meant to stay with you forever. Some things are only meant for a season. No matter how much benefit and no matter how beautiful it was for you at one point in time in your life, it's not meant to be with you forever. Yeah. Some things will remain with you always. Like, um, I hate to, well, for most people, your parents. Some people understand sometimes that's not the case. But, like, your parents, they remain with you always. They're the constant. They're like roots. You know what I mean? Then you have siblings. Some break off, some don't. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So they're a little bit stronger. They're like your branches. But some of these, some of this is just leaves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's 180 days, not even. Right. You know what I mean? It might be gone. So... You can't put too much weight on things like that. And you have to understand everything has its own um, choice in life. Every person, everything has free will and free choice. And when that will doesn't align with yours, Mm -hmm. don't get angry about that. Understand that something is coming to you that is aligning with you and where you're going. And and that's that's hard to comprehend when you're going through, but I promise you it's true. Right. Everything, everything 
things, when things of tension are, is happening, it is because that is no longer serving you, and that has to get away from you. Yeah. It, it, it's not vibrating with, with you. It's not on mm-hmm. the same wavelength as you, so it has to move away from you. Right. And sometimes you're tasked to politely remove it out of your life. And sometimes we don't do it because we want to be nice. But then it has to be violently ripped away from you because right. you haven't done what you need to do. And that's a lesson sometimes. So I don't know. That yeah. would be with my response to the hmm. Yeah. Okay, that was good. That was a good. Yeah. One. So affirmations. Affirmations. So the affirmations last week were: I am accountable in each and every situation of my life. Perfection changes based off my perception, and I love myself, flaws and all, no matter what. Let me go first. Yes. Okay. So I'm accountable in every in every situation in my life. I feel like the affirmation was good for me because it helps me um, take responsibility for things that I don't like. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times we take responsibility and we take accountability for the things that we like or the positive things that we do. Yeah. But when bad stuff happens, we don't be we be like that. That wasn't me. Somebody did that to me. You know what I mean? But we have a hard time with taking accountability for our portion in that. Yeah. And so I feel like it was important to understand that every situation, whether good or bad, negative or positive, we play a part in that situation. Yeah. So we have to be accountable for our part. And once we learn to be accountable for our part, then we can learn to tailor um, our interactions to uh, mimic what we desire yeah. and not just stuff we mm-hmm. not just on autopilot just that we don't right. want it you know what i mean kind of acts makes it more it makes you more intentional about mm-hmm. the direction you're going yeah and the things that you do and the things that you allow around you and then the next one perfection perfection changes based off my perception i think that's a good one that was a difficult one for me to understand was it i i wanted to i wanted more information on Okay, so perfection changes based off of my perception is good beca- for me because per- perfection, we have this, well, I have this um, uh, perfectionist type mindset to where I want things to be a certain way, I want things to be perfect, I want things, or if they're not, I may find myself procrastinating or delaying doing stuff because, oh, it's not perfect yet, oh, it's not this, oh, it's not that, blah, 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 blah. And um, the whole perfection changes based off of your perception is the whole concept of understanding that perfection is based off of the eyes of what you're look of your eyes. You know what I mean? So I can look at this and say that it's perfect. You can look at it and say that it's not. Or I can look at it and say it's not perfect, and you can look at it and say that it is. So we understand that your perfection changes by perception, yeah. then you realize perfection isn't something that you should be like, like hung up on. Time, yeah. And also, you understand that perfection can be whatever, whatever it is, whatever you want it to be. You know what I mean? Your percep, your perception determines what is perfection to you. Never mind what anybody thinks about what your perception is saying. Yeah. If I say this is perfect, if I say this situation that I am in that I've created for myself is perfect, 
then it's perfect. And it can be perfect for me in this moment. And in two years, that may not be perfect anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Because my perception has changed. And that's okay, too. That doesn't make it wrong because it was perfect for you at that time. It makes it perfect for that time period that you were in. And a lot of times, you have people beat themselves up about that. Oh, I don't even know how I ended up in that. Blah, 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 blah. Well, because it was perfect for you in the moment. You know what I mean? Give yourself... A little slack, you know uh, what I mean. Sometimes, you know, it's it's just showing that you're growing. You know what I mean. Gotcha. Okay. I mean. And then the last one, self self explanatory. Yeah, self explanatory, uh-huh. right there. I so when reading these this week, obviously the perfection one, I was kind of like, okay, what does that really mean? Um, but I tried to like close my eyes and read them all, mm-hmm. and then which one speaks to me. The one that spoke to me the most was well. It's a tie, actually. The first and the third one. Mm-hmm. I am accountable in each and every situation of my life. That spoke to me from a... So both of them were like a positive thought process mm-hmm. for me. Because the first one, I know that for me, I always try to hold myself accountable when in any situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if it's a situation where I feel like I was right. Yeah. Examine it and saying, okay, maybe it's a relationship situation where a person felt that I wronged them, even though that was never my intention or I didn't feel like I wronged them. They felt that way. And so I have to hold myself accountable for whatever actions I exhibited that made them feel that way. Yeah. Even if that was not my intention. Yeah. Doesn't mean that I intentionally did it. Doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means that my intentions weren't received in the way that I intended them to be yep. received. But that, that's, the that's, delivery. that's okay. That's yep. okay. You know, and so I think people have a hard time of holding themselves people have a hard time holding themselves accountable for their feelings and their actions. Mm -hmm. And instead they will project that onto other people. Yes. And so that definitely spoke to me, um, as a reminder to always be accountable. Yeah. Um, and then the the third one, I love myself falls in all, no matter what. Um, I remember there was a time last year. Um, so my whole life I've been a big guy. You know? Yay! I've been a big guy my whole life. For the for the most part, I've been a, a big teddy guy. bear though. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I you know it didn't get in the way of anything really, but you know, just my confidence was never all the way there, which is crazy to me. You know, and so I remember last year looking in the mirror um, and just saying, you know what? Because a lot of times, and I know that for all my big people out there, you probably may have felt this way too, but you know. Oh, when I lose this weight, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to buy these clothes when I do this. I'm going to dress this way. or I'm going to do this more. We do that all the time as women. Yeah. And so the problem with that is that you ended up missing out on life because you're waiting on this this thing. This milestone. Yeah, you're waiting on this thing. And in, in the meantime, you're holding your life up. Yeah. And I remember looking in the mirror last year and saying, you know what? Man, F this. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be big, I'm just going to be big. I'm going to be fly. I'm going to be fun. I'm going I'm to I'm do what I want to do. That's right. You know, and if I lose weight, great. And if I don't, if great. If I don't, okay. But I'm not going to, now I'm not going to let this hold my life up from enjoying it the way I want to. But, you know, thinking about it just gives you more of what you're thinking about. And that's something I feel like, you know, it's hard to say but it's true. Like, the more you think about losing weight, the more you'll be 
Yeah. In that situation to where you need to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'll be a prisoner to it. Yeah, you will. And the thing is, like, nobody, everybody wants to be healthier. It's not that we don't want to be healthier. It's just that some people it's harder, you know? And so, but that does, that shouldn't stop you from living a happy life. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys know now, if you hear my dog, uh, if you hear some sort of growling or snoring, <laughs> is my... <laughs> It's my dog. I'm so sorry. Yes, my she. Listen, I have a puppy. Um, her name is Miss Lady, and she is a French bulldog. And she refuses. Um, we're recording at my house now, but she does. She goes everywhere I go, and she's sitting right underneath me, and she's snoring. So, um, I apologize. She knocked out. I apologize, (laughs) y'all. I'm so sorry. I just want to get that out before people are like, what is that sound in the background? It's my dog. I'm sorry. Oh, Go man. ahead. Like somebody's sleeping on the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so that those were the ones that spoke to me, you know. I think it's important to learn to love yourself. I think that's a good segue into what is what the topic of the day is about. Loving yourself is is so important. Um Today we're going to talk about um, the ultimate act of loving yourself, um, protecting your mindset. Ooh. You know what I mean? Protecting protecting your thoughts because thoughts become things. Mm-hmm. Thoughts um, can manifest into so many different situations. Um, and I think it's so important to figure out how to protect your mindset, mm-hmm. when to protect your mindset, and... Um, how to realize when you're not protecting your mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times we go through situations and we feel like we're underwater and we don't understand that we have the power to pull ourselves up by ejecting ourselves out of certain situations. You know what I mean? Uh, We're drowning, but we're drowning in a pool that we put ourselves in. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so a lot of times we have to figure out, okay, what is in our control and what is not? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, I guess I'll let you go first. Well, so, what? What's the question? so what, what, do we have a question? We don't. We're going we're gonna so to flow actually, today. That's a great topic because I know with a lot of my clients recently, I've definitely been having this conversation with many clients uh, of the stress. Yes. Uh, the stress and anxiety that we deal with. And a lot of it, the, ba- the base and foundation of it is we are trying to control things that are out of our control. Yes. We are trying to fix or work on things or we, we hold on to stuff that is not from us. It's yeah. not of us. That's right. You know, and I always try to work with my clients. Like one of the activities I've been doing, you know, recently is, um, is plate activity. Mm. Uh, I, I do a variation of this activity, but one of my um, friends, brought this up to me of an activity that was done. And I was like, you know, that's a really good analogy. Mm -hmm. And he talked about the idea of plates and how we use plates to hold our food or to hold our things that we're using. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes we have to look at our plate and say, okay, what is it? What the things are on our plate are things we have control over. That's right. Those are the things like our thoughts, our our mindsets, our behaviors, who we decide to be around. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we have control over. These are the things that belong on our plate. And then sometimes we put things on our plate that don't belong to us, mm-hmm. you know, and those are things that we don't have any control over. That's other people's mindsets, 
racist. people's feelings of you, racism, perception, <laughs> uh, behaviors of other people. Like you have no control over that. Yeah. Even the decisions your children make, That's you right. have no control over that. And so when you start to look at your plate, you can start picking out the things that don't belong and you'll start to notice your plate is lighter. It's more concise and it's easier for you to deal with because you actually affect everything there. That's true. You know? And so trying to help clients focus on that, but even in real, even in like our everyday life, trying my best to think about, okay, what is it that I have control over? It doesn't mean you're always going to be a hundred percent or on target, you know, every day, some things are going to get to you, you know, but if you keep reminding yourself, okay, what do I control over? What, what is it that, how do I fix this? Can I fix this? Is this mine or is it someone else's? That's true. You know, so. I got two good examples of things that I did, went through recently. Okay. Um, in regards to this, one of them, I had to call T, y'all. Yeah. I be calling T when I be having existential <laughs> crises in my life. T help. Hey, that's what I'm here for. For real. As you know, we, listen, y'all, we counsel that's each other. For real, we we definitely counsel one another. T's an excellent therapist. If you are looking for someone to speak to, under, uh, understand that he is uh, he is available. License, uh, license. He ain't he ain't saying that to get in the podcast. I'll give you my contact information. Uh, the That's right. I do have contact information now. Right. Not no shameless plug. Intentional plug. I never put that out there. Though. We gonna put it today. Okay. Yes. Oh, you ain't hey, think I wanna go slide? I, was, I didn't even think I about just that. I just boost scoop boogie daddy right on in there. But anyway, so I called T a few weeks back. I was having a mental breakdown, mm. and it was literally the meat and bones of my breakdown was because there were things happening outside of my control. Yes. Completely, everything. Me as as a healer and as a therapist, I don't, and as an empath, mm. I have a difficult um, time dealing with an obsessive or an, um, yeah, an obsessive amount of, um, how do I say this? I'm trying to protect the, and all my class, but I have I, I have I have difficult time dealing with a whole bunch. Okay, cuss if I cuss, it, I, I protect it. I'm about to cuss, Cora. I'm about to cuss, y'all. <laughs> uh, I have a difficult time dealing with a bunch of bullshit. Mm. You know what I mean? And especially a bunch of bullshit that I have no control over. And especially when all of this bullshit that I have no control up over is hurting people that I care about. Mm. That's the best way I can say that and right. protect everybody. Okay, so with that being said, I was, you know, I don't know what was going on in the, in the air. I don't know what planet planetary alignment was jacked up. I don't know what was going on, but the energy that was eluding of, across this planet was just just had everybody in the everybody mm. everybody's everybody was in the same energy at the same time, and it was. It was doing a lot, you know. Even me, I had my own situations that I was dealing with, but my stress wasn't so much about my situation because right. I had control over my situation. Like T said, I understood that I can control the things that are on my plate. And if I don't want it on my plate, I can take it off. But for some reason, 
I didn't I didn't understand that I could take off other people's stuff off mm. of my plate. I, I was like, oh, my problems, yeah. These problems I cannot take off. Right. I mean, they are painted into the fabric of this plate. What do you mean? They right. can't come off the plate. They Man. are they are the plate. They are the plate. You know what I mean? And T had to say, no, they're not the plate. There's nothing you can do about that. No matter how much that you feel about that situation, no matter how hurt you are in the situation, you have no control over that. And so, unfortunately, it is completely unhealthy for you to put yourself in a situation that you have no control over to 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 submerge yourself in a situation you have no control of. It's almost um, suicidal. It's it's emotionally suicidal to do so. Right. To put yourself in a situation to where you have no control over whether you will emotionally survive or not. Man. That's it's 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 emotional suicide. It is. And so um I, I don't think I never told you that part. That's what I came. That's what I came to after talking to talking to T. That this I'm putting myself in emotional suicide. This is insane. I have to put some degrees of separation in between this thing because it's not it's not healthy. It doesn't matter how much you love somebody. Right. If it's not healthy, like T said, it could be your own child. You, yeah. Let me tell you something. People love their kids more than they love themselves. It's yeah. still not healthy because that child is a small human that has yeah. its own, own thoughts, thoughts, choices, and decisions to make. Mm -hmm. And you have no control over that. You only can raise a child. You cannot choose for it. Yep. And that's yep. it. Yep. And it, until you understand that, if you don't understand that, you man, your heart going to be broken every time. Mm -hmm. You have to let that small person... Cause that's where the child is. Right. Small person choose. I definitely work deal with a lot of parents <laughs> who are just like, I just my child just goes to school and they keep acting this way. They keep doing these things. We keep working on things at home. We keep changing things. We keep doing things, but nothing seems to work. And it's like you but that's an example of you putting all the onus on yourself yeah. as to why they're behaving a certain way. Now, your your feel your things may be an influence. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that child goes to school and makes decisions all day. Yeah. And they may not make the best decisions, but that doesn't mean that what you're doing is not working. Right. Because it's not about you controlling them. It's about you influencing their environment. Mm -hmm. You know, and so you have to learn to say, okay, this is what we teach at home. This is what you did at school. You know, let's talk how, about. How do we what, get here? How do we, how, can we, how do we get here? How can we make better decisions in the future? Yeah. Here are the consequences Yep. But you got to make your own decisions. That's right. Um, Here are the consequences. We come back to you as you want to. Yeah. These, the expectations and the consequences are always going to be here. That's right. But it's up to you if you want to partake in them or mm -hmm. if you want to do something different. That's right. You know, and you have to, but that takes away the stress of you as a parent mm -hmm. of putting all that on you that you dictate your child's behavior. Yeah. Your child has to make this, their own decisions. That's Especially true. when they're teenagers. When they're in high school, you can't, can't do nothing about that. Yeah. You know, and so it's just trying to take as much stress off of us as possible because we just take on too much. We do. So my second example of taking on a bunch of stress, um, I know you, it, it, everybody know about this. You know, everybody knows about the George Floyd case. Rest in the peace, Derek, George Floyd. Derek Chauvin. Well, the Derek Chauvin. 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 You look like Chauvin. Guilty man. Everybody know about guilty the guilty man, man case. <laughs> Shoot. 
yeah, but he was found guilty on three counts. Three counts. All well, not three, three counts. All three counts. And yeah, he found guilty on all three charges. Yes, and we we are still awaiting no, his sentence. We are still waiting, and you know, for the sentence. But that's another situation uh, when it's as far as like um, things out of your control. So. For me, when it comes to that situation, I remember when they announced that the trial was going to be broadcast live. I remember putting up a post that I said, I choose my mindset. I will not be watching this case. Mm. I literally said, I'm not going to do it. Because I already foresaw that this was going to be more emotionally damaging then it will ever be, provide healing for me. Okay. Doesn't matter. Hashing out the ins and outs of it is going to cause more harm than it can ever heal. Irregardless of, I know that's not a word. Regardless. I always wonder about that. Is it irregardless? It's is not. It regardless? It's regardless, but I say irregardless anyway. But it's regardless. Regardless of the fact that he was. Um, found guilty, the whole process of reliving the, the whole emotions, the whole process of presenting an argument that is completely ridiculous. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't do that emotionally. Right. That was something for me. To, that was something, a situation to where I felt like I did a good job with saying, nope. I'm going to choose my mindset here. I'm going to eject myself from this situation. What I am not going to do is is uh, participating this. What I'm not going to do. Um, I will say that I did watch the final verdict. So I watched the final verdict and just me watching the verdict. I'll never forget. Tears was rolling down my eyes. When they said that he was not guilty the first time, I had no emotion. Second time, no emotion. The third time, I cried real tears. T oh, he said not guilty. I mean guilty, not okay. When he said when they said he was guilty, first time no emotion. Second time no emotion. Third time, straight tears was rolling out of my face. Wow. And it was in that moment that I really knew. Yeah, this is this is this is this is you know this is trauma. This is trauma. This is this is big big trauma here. Mm. This is trauma, and not even thirty minutes later, not even thirty minutes later, you had a police in Columbus, Ohio, kill a sixteen-year-old um, girl. Sixteen-year-old Makaya Bryant. Yeah, Makaya Bryant, rest in peace, baby girl. Man, I can't even. I can't even cuss trick, it, it, cuss cuss morning. I can't even fucking understand. Yeah. anymore i can't that's a baby yeah that's a baby you want to sit up here and you want to have the vice president the president and everybody's on here oh we're moving forward and we're getting reform and we're doing this and blah 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 blah, blah. And everyone can see that it was wrong how can everyone see that it was wrong and then 30 minutes later you shoot this baby in the chest four times yeah yeah i i like you i didn't <laughs> watch the George Floyd trial, just because I remember, I think the first time I ever watched a trial was uh, was was George Zimmerman. Oh my God! I watched that trial from front to back. That destroyed and me. I remember thinking, "Oh, 
is going to get caught. He's going to go to jail. And I remember sitting there waiting on the verdict and them saying he was not guilty. I think what pissed me off the most about that is why. Like, yeah. you know, like in all these other cases, it's like police. You know what yeah. I mean? Got the, this, this, so that way, well, he's a regular guy. That's what I was like. Right? And just so like when, these. I remember that disappointment. And so when this case came up and I saw everybody commenting on the page, I was like, I do not want to watch this because to me, it's like reliving trauma of dealing, of seeing an innocent young boy be killed by this man who just felt like he was in charge. And it's sick. And they trying yeah. to desensitize. Like, I'll never forget when, um, um, what's my boy from Chicago? Uh, Female police officer shot and killed him. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. It's right. Happens so often. Right, right. The one that just happened yes. when that was uh, Minneapolis. Yeah, it was in Minneapolis. It was like 20 miles away from where they were actually doing. Yeah, the what was his name? I feel like his name was Dante Wright. Dante Wright, yep. Yeah. So when Dante, when Dante Wright died, I will murdered. never forget, yeah, died because he was murdered. Yeah. By a heinous police officer. Um, didn't know the difference between a taser and a, a handgun. Don't get me started. <laughs> right. So. Crazy when, stuff happens so often. Man, that she's about, okay, what's the name again? There was a, was there was a young boy in uh, Toledo. Um, um, Mexican. Yeah, right? in, in Chicago. Who oh, was Chicago. Shot, that, okay. Yes. 13. That happened the next day after Dante Wright. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. And then, you know, the day of the verdict, that was when baby girl died. But that's what I'm saying. It's just like when you sit back in, when the whole Dante Wright situation happened, what I do recall is how many people, when I went on Facebook, how many of my friends, their response to it was, I am numb. Yeah. That was so many people's response. It is like what they're trying to do is desensitize us to black bodies being slaughtered. Yeah. Because I don't mean no disrespect to nobody. I haven't seen them. Probably mm -hmm. won't watch it. Yeah. I can't watch none of this shit. Yeah. I can't watch nothing you mean that like is the actual like murders of the people. No, them. That TV oh, the show. Movie. Oh, okay. That yeah. movie, whatever it is. On, uh, like I haven't seen it and I don't want to see it just because I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Lovecraft Country. I haven't seen the new one, whatever the heck. I haven't seen nothing that is that is anywhere close to black bodies being plundered. Black trauma. Like, why is this? This is not entertainment. Stop yeah. making movies of this shit and TV shows. I'm sick of every time we go into a TV show, every time we go into a movie, there's a Black Lives Matter scene. There's a protest. Yeah. Stop that shit. We don't want it. We live this in real life. Yeah. Why do I want to see this shit on TV? I yeah. don't want to see this on TV. I want to see it's Marvel. Everywhere. I want to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe. God damn it. I want to see some supernatural shit. Uh, I don't even want to see nothing that is similar to real. You just want to see real, regular life stuff. I don't even want to see. have black people in But you want to know what? I've gotten to the point to where I don't even watch regular life stuff anymore, T, because... I'm scared they're gonna slide it in there. Yeah. It only it, it don't even have to be about it. It'd be about a whole love story, and they walking down the street, and when they walking down the street, coming from a coming from a a a, a, a date, they run into a protest. It's always in there. It's, it's like why y'all putting this in everything? We don't want us. 
We don't, this is not how you honor black people. I hope you know this. Whoever needs to, uh, all the uh, Paramount and all the, we don't give a fuck about seeing that on TV. We don't want to see that on TV. What we want to see, what we want to see is for y'all to actually convict the people who kill people. That's what yes. we want. Y'all doing everything but what we want, what we want to see. Well, you know, one could say that that's by design. I know it's by design. Because if you continuously put, if you continuously show people in a subservient or a traumatic plight, then it keeps the people, the audience in that mindset as well. That it's kind of like a victim based. It mindset. is a victim like, mindset. And so it's like, if you are a victim, if you consider yourself a victim, if you stay in that mindset, you never do anything to change because yeah. you're always a victim. And so if you constantly seeing the, the killings of unarmed black people, yeah. um, for minor offenses, if you if you're steadily seeing TV shows that remind us of the tra- the trauma that we've experienced in this country, if you're kind of, if you're always seeing reminders of the plights that we face as African Americans in this country, then you're always gonna feel like, dang, it's just heavy. You just heavy all around. It's like always said, heavy. Like you said, a lot of people will say they're numb. Like I feel numb a lot of times too because Facts. we just sat here and just talk about okay. Okay, that happened in what time? Okay, remember that happened? What was her name again? We can't even keep up with the names. There's so many people, and it's always the same result. We still, we still, listen, them men still on trial for Ahmaud Arbery. We still ain't got no justice for Breonna Taylor. Like, bruh, like, like, we can go on and on and on here. Yeah, yeah, and then the, the Derek Chauvin case was just done, and not like 30 minutes later... I'm saying young Micaiah Bryant in Columbus, Ohio is fighting for her life. You know, from what I understand reports say she's involved in a game in a fight from a girl, from girls trying to jump. Yeah. So with some girls from my understanding was it was some girls that was trying to jump her and she was, uh, afraid for her life. So she had a knife and, um, she was holding the knife to keep the girls away from her, she called the police to have them come and aid her and protect her from being assaulted. Upon the police arrival, the police shot her and killed her. Yes. And she's the one who called for help. She called for help. Her life was... That's what I'm saying. Like, they want to say, oh, you shouldn't resist. Then when you don't resist, they kill you anyway. Then when you call for them to help you, they kill you anyway. It's like, bro, what can you... You can't do shit. No matter what you do, they gonna kill you if you're black. No matter if you're young, no matter if you're old. No matter if you're woman, no matter if you're man. No matter if you're sleeping, no matter if you're awake. No matter if you're eating ice cream or playing a video game. No matter if you're playing in the park, walking around. Walking inside of a uh, of a uh, freaking uh freaking um daggone um gym, walking outside of a gym, it doesn't matter what you do. Praying, going swimming, buying something in the store, visiting a visiting a, a, a fast food restaurant, it don't matter. Having your car break down, it don't matter what you do. Being black is enough. For people to, and then you got, I think what is pissing me off more about it than anything else, T, is the whole notion of the justice system. I know that sounds crazy, but you straight kill somebody, okay? 
you straight killed somebody, and now we got to go a year plus debating whether you killed that person or whether you had the right to do that or not. That blows my mind every time. I don't understand how we as a human race are not on one accord about murder. Like, I just feel like that's just something that we all should... We shouldn't even have to argue about this. I know people got difference of opinions about everything else, but murder? We got difference of opinion about murder? Uh-huh. We don't... I mean, it's like... Like, I understand you got pro-life and pro... pro uh, I mean, in abortion, pro-choice, pro-life. Pro-choice, pro-life, yeah. You know, that's... Okay, I get it, but... Nigga, this is just murder. Yeah. You just, you got, you got two sides to murder? I thought we all collectively didn't fuck with murder. Like, all of us just said, yeah, murder just ain't it. I felt like murder, rape, things of these natures, it was kind of like understood that we all just think that these things are bad. Yeah. But yeah. it's like the more and more that we have these names, the more and more we have these situations, the longer it goes out, the more analysts that go back and forth about it, debating and speculating and postulating about it, the more I'm like, are y'all seriously debating murder? Yeah. That was kind of like why I felt like the trial was a, was, I didn't care for the trial. It's just like, we're sitting here watching you try to convince the jury that he does not deserve to be charged with murder like we saw a video of this man knee down on this man's neck this man was literally dying in the street first of all knee down with his we're not gonna forget them damn hands was in his pocket yeah he's just chilling like oh let me just sit on my couch real quick this grown man this adult alive Man, sitting here dying because this police officer has his knee down and then, his neck. And then it came out that it was longer than we thought. We thought it was eight minutes, nine minutes. Nine minutes. Nine plus minutes. It's like, and now we're we in this trial for going on for what, two weeks? Of oh, trying to decide Lord. if this man is guilty of murder. What are we talking about? That, I don't even understand. That's the one thing that this I was... should have been open and shut in one day like they do us in court. But you know what? When the uh, jury only deliberated for 10 hours... I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't even gonna hold you. I was like, this. Excuse my language. I said, this motherfucker finna get off. That, I mean, but I that's, really that's thought he was. That's the president has always been said. Yeah. You know, the I was president like, has always said that they're gonna get off. We're gonna go through this long trial, and the suspense is gonna build, and the result is gonna be acquitted of all charges. Yeah, but my whole thing is, at the end of the day, I'm still waiting on the sentence. 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 Yeah. I'm still waiting on that because when you're talking about this person that's been convicted of second degree murder. I'm trying to find where the actual convictions uh, what he was found guilty of. What was it? Manslaughter. Second degree murder. Second degree manslaughter. What they? Uh, I know I heard about second degree murder. Uh, so CNN says that he was found guilty of um, what has been convicted of all charges. Okay, convicted. So he got he got convicted of second degree murder. Yep. Third degree murder. That's what it was. Second degree manslaughter. Yep, that's what it was. Now I don't understand how you can get 
convicted of two murders, but I don't know the justice system. So like each that. each charge has a different amount of years that are allowed, like yeah. that comes along with it, and yeah. then each case, like each part of it, um, have different criteria. You know what I mean? Like first degree, second degree, third degree. It's a criteria that qualifies for for that. You know what I mean? And so what happens is they the lawyers have to um, bring up charges based off of the criteria of what they think that they can prove in their case. Okay. So that's how those three got picked because they felt like they can prove those three things. Now the second degree murder, I think I think he can get up to forty years um, for that. But the problem is historically in Minnesota, they've only given people like uh, twelve years. You know what I mean? Max. You know what I mean? So, um, when this sentencing comes down, if they give him anywhere between 7 and 12 years, you're going to have a lot of pissed off people. Because, you know, people still say, oh, well, it's his first offense and blah, blah, blah. They don't mean a, a damn thing to them when it, they black or brown and it's their first offense. They put their ass under the jail or juvenile hall. Uh -huh. First offense or not, but now all of a sudden it's oh he's this is his first offense, okay. And his first offense was it uh uh murder, right? He's what are we talking him. about? Like just because it was somebody's first time, you be like oh well you know he's never did anything bad before. Neither did Hannibal Lecter, but Look, we're, not talking about, we're not talking about he blurted out in class or he uh. People just you know, say stole something out the out, out the store. This man killed someone. And y'all sitting up here talking I'm about trying to make an excuse for his. Him. That's it. Thank you. That's the thing that came across to me. Like people don't understand. People say stuff and they're so. This is how you know that people are about platitudes. You know what I mean? Because you're saying all the right things, but if you a person who's really listening to you, they hear the BS. Because how you sitting up here saying, "Oh well, we're so." excited that this happened and you know justice was served and blah 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 blah. but you know he may not get 40 years because blah blah do you know how disrespectful that is a same man uh -huh. like bro that's so trash you sitting up here talking about some oh well you know he he you know he's got blah blah you this man just got convicted on three counts and y'all still sitting up here talking about how good his record was prior to now Justice yeah. was not served. Justice would have been George Floyd here watching this man go through his trial. This man is dead. Y'all talking about justice? There's no justice that can be his served family, because he is dead. Him. His baby don't have no daddy. What are we yeah. talking about? Y'all talking about justice? Man, come on. So let me ask you this question. Go ahead. What do you feel like is the solution to all of this? Who? Obviously, the, the main solution is stop killing us. But Shit, what is the right. solution in terms of how do we go about influencing this change? Well, let's let's start with this. Why do we have the police? Well, I mean, to serve and protect. That's, really? That's do you know why the police were founded? Well, I know. Okay, well, why were the... Audience, go ahead tell them. Well, the police were founded to catch slaves. Let's just start there. Yes. Okay, so... Let's let's just let's just first of all, y'all still with the same energy that y'all were founded with. You know what I mean? So 
for those of you guys who did not know, the police originated as slave catchers. You know what I mean? They were to protect property. And by property, they meant protect and uh, return the physical bodily property of the slave owner back to the slave owner. So if a slave would run away, they would go and retrieve the slave and bring the slave back to the slave owner. And once slavery was abolished, these slave catchers became the police. And we all know in the 13th Amendment, we have slavery by another name or whatever the case may be with the criminal justice, well, with the policing system, the, the police, the jail, or whatever the case may be, and you still have this same situation going on. Like you cannot, you cannot get rid of a tree unless you pull out the roots. Yep. Like y'all just keep pruning the shit back and wondering why the fruit keep coming out. Cause it's got the same roots. You, we, why do we need these police? Why do we need somebody to pull people all over us along the road for, for expired tags? Yep. Why? We don't need that. You don't come on the scene and actually protect nobody. You come and you shooting them. So what do we need you for? Right. You're not helping. Y'all has been reformed and reformed and reformed. Y'all been being reformed since slavery. They didn't reform y'all since y'all were slave catchers. Uh, and, and, and so I don't want to. For the people out there who are like, you know, all the police officers are not bad. All police officers are not bad people that are trying to kill black people. That is true. There are not. There are some great police officers out there. There's some good. I, I know a few. Few and families of friends of yep. mine. Um, shout out. That doesn't. I want to shout out an excellent police officer. Oh, which one? I'm gonna shout out Ernest Fuller. That's yep, why I'm gonna shout Fuller. out. I want to shout out Benny Black. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that work in the St. Louis. Absolutely. City. Those uh, are those are phenomenal pe- police officers. Yeah. So, you know, but at the same time. There are a few police officers out there, a handful of police officers out there who are not good, yeah. who are, who have racist, yeah. uh, you know, undertones in, in their mindsets, mm-hmm. who are a danger to not only our communities, but the communities of other ethnic groups in this yeah. country, and also a danger to the police force because they're making you all look bad. That's right. And one bad apple spoils the bunch. I'm a, I'm a quote. Um, I don't know if you ever heard. Uh, it was an interview that um, Muhammad Ali was doing. Okay. And he was talking about this a little bit. And they were saying that all, you know, back then it was a whole notion about white and black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, the interviewer said, surely all white people are racist. He said, of course, all white people are not racist. But if there were a hundred rattlesnakes coming towards me, and 10 of them rattlesnakes didn't mean me no harm. They didn't want to bite me. They didn't want to hurt me. Do I leave the door open for the 10 rattlesnakes and hope that they will stop the 90? Right. Or do I shut the door? And it's at the point now to where a lot of people are ready to shut the door because... Because and that's what I mean when it comes to police. Because you have allowed it to be become so. Yes, there are good police, but the bad is outweighing the good at this yeah. point. 
People's lives are being lost. That's a lot of lives are being lost. We, we can't look at y'all like, oh, they must be a good one. Man, let no. me tell you something. I, I can, I, it, as I'm sitting here and thinking, there's names that's popping up in my head. Elijah McClain. Like, there's so much senseless death. Yeah, for no reason whatsoever. You know, you know the, the whole Dante, the Dante Wright story. I mean, Breonna Taylor is the one that speaks the most to me. Oh, um, because she wasn't even doing anything. She was just sleeping. Most of them weren't doing nothing. You know, she was literally not moving whatsoever. Gene Boatman. Uh, he was in his house. You came in. You broke in his house. Yeah. And shot him. The lady um, in Texas. Oh, yeah. That was, I can't remember her name. Ain't her name Atiana Jefferson? Tiana. Is it Atiana Jefferson? I think it's Atiana Jefferson. She in there playing video, video games game. with her nephew or grandson or son or something. It was her nephew. And, and then police rolls up and just shoots her. Gene Bowman, he was eating ice cream. I mean, mm-hmm. just goodness. Like, why? What What are y'all so scary for? You know, because this doesn't happen for a lot of other ethnic groups. It don't. You know, I was just reading a story where there was a police officer that was killed, that he died when the, they stormed the Capitol. Yeah. They, tried, they said that basically he died from, um, he died from natural causes. No, he didn't. Like He, he died he because died. y'all killed that man. He was dealing, he, he was... Fighting the people back from the fort, from the the uh, storm the capital, then he got sent to the hospital where he later collapsed. I would say that he later he collapsed because he had just dealt with people committing treason in America. These white terrorists were out there hurting other people, and the thing is, white police officer, he was killed by white people, so they're gonna make it. It's like, oh, what's well, okay? But had there been a black mob of people, and he died. Everybody in that whole establishment, every every pro, every terrorist that walked up on the Capitol would have got charged with murder because that police officer died. Yep. But because most of the people in there were white, it's like, okay, we not going to... You see how they didn't treat... They really didn't treat them that bad. But like, that's what I'm saying. They left them storm a whole Capitol. They... <laughs> Burn. There was no shooting for real. There was like one person who died. Yeah, I'm not laughing at this, but I am laughing at this. These random people just run up in a government federal building. You know what? I know everybody in all other countries really looking like for real. Y'all just stood outside like for real cuz okay, all we had to do. Calm down when they get there. That's we all we had to do. Like, dang, we can't even we can't even <laughs> protest out in the street without getting uh with smoke bombs. Oh yeah, you remember, remember President Trump when he wanted to go take that picture in front yeah. of that church? Yeah. Like, dang, they could <laughs> storm a whole Capitol and not, nothing happened to him. But we can't stand out on West Florissant, you know, protesting the killing of Michael Brown without being tear gas. What you mean? They rolled the tanks out before we they even started. They, they had, had the, the National, National Guard, Guard out. Yeah, they, the National Guard. They wasn't even ready. They For was regular people. They was. They thought. They thought on this Chauvin case that it was gonna go like it normally go. They had the National Guard ready. They was ready because they did. They burn down a police station in Minneapolis when that happened. Mm-hmm. They weren't playing in Minneapolis, and then you had this. Derek, you know, Dante Wright that just was killed in Minneapolis. You don't remember? You don't remember that time when they uh took that uh <laughs> when they took that uh. The, the microphone from the um, the reporter. Oh, I don't remember that. And the dude was like, F12, we doing oh, wow. this for George. Oh, I didn't I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, it was bad. When when it's, one when thing I would say for black people, 
for people who are being traumatized by all this. Because that's what it is. It's the it's a reminder of what we talked about earlier. Is recognizing what's on your plate. Eject, eject. You know, you can't. As much as it affects all of us, recognize the things you have control over, and identify the things you have you have you have no control over, and work from that standpoint. Um, do what you can do. That's right. You want to know? So this is what popped in my head as you were saying that. So the things that are on your plate, like Tony was talking about earlier, are um, things along the notion of um, they are things that you have control over, things that you are responsible for, things that are things that are on your plate that are like collective, like mm-hmm. racism and and things of that nature. These are things that you should only take a portion of. It's like going to a buffet. Racism, putting racism on your plate is like going to the buffet and instead of you taking a scoop of macaroni and cheese, you pop the whole big ass pan out of the thing and you put and you put that shit on your plate. Mm. Like th- there's no way that you can eat all that. There's yeah. no way you can handle all that. That's not meant for you to handle or eat all of that. Mm-hmm. There's no way. So with that being said, you want to make sure that you take what you can take and leave the rest and understand that it's a collective issue and that other people will take their portion. Don't be like, well, I I feel like I need to take more. No, only eat what you can eat of a situation. Only do what you can do of a situation. You can't eat that whole pan of macaroni and cheese. I don't care. Even if you could, you're going to be sick doing so. Yeah. It's not good for you to eat a whole pan uh-huh. of macaroni and cheese. And, so and don't eat the whole thing of racism and don't try to take it on by yourself like you Cleo yeah. and set it off. Yeah. You just can't do it. Yeah, because it took more than you to build the system Absolutely. That, we are, that we are, unfortunately, a, a victim of this racist system that we call America. It took more than you to build it, so it's going to take more than you to, to extinguish it. Yeah. And so take your piece Go off in your corner and work on it, you know. And also, it's perfectly fine to turn the TV off. Like, it's okay. You should be informed. Be informed of what's happening. But there, it's perfectly fine for you to say, you know what? I've had enough. This is too much for my own mental health. Because it's not your job to consume every bit of black trauma that's out here. It's not... You don't have you, if you didn't if you didn't watch the Derek Chauvin case, that's perfectly fine. It's Amen, because okay. I didn't. Because I didn't watch the trial, and I'm perfectly fine with it. And honestly, when they they ruled him guilty, I was happy for the family, but I wasn't celebrating. This wasn't a celebration. I wasn't. I, I, this is not something to be happy about. A man, a man was innocently killed. Yeah. You know, am I happy that okay the government finally decided to do something? Right for a change, sure, but we'll see. I'm optimistic, but we'll see. You know, uh, like I said, 10, 30 minutes later, same situation, another place in America. That's right. You know, and so it's a lot of work that needs to be done. It just, in the first, a lot of things that were came, coming up to me was that there was young ladies, young, young girls who were the reason why there was any sort of conviction, any sort of um, verdict um, 
ruled in favor of the Floyd family. Mm. There was a 17-year-old girl who recorded the whole video. And there was a 9-year-old girl who testified um, to the fact that she heard the paramedics telling Chauvin to get off of George Floyd's neck. So there was little girls who stood up and uh, fought for justice for him. And then on the other side of America, there was another little girl who was losing her life. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, you can't, like, we can't even balance this. Like, I don't. Shoot, man. Let's not even get started on all the black women who were being Because those two girls, I remember, like, just waiting for the verdict. So the little part that I did here, I did hear um, the little girls, um, the 17-year-old, she made a statement when she took the stu- the stand and she said, um, she said that she would have nightmares um, and she would feel, she would cry and um, ask for forgiveness to George mm-hmm. about not doing more because she felt really bad about recording and not doing anything else, not pushing him off, not doing nothing. You know what I mean? Even though literally what she did got him justice, but right. you know, she feels bad about the fact that he's not here. Right. You know what I mean? And that's trauma. That's, yeah, that's trauma. trauma. <laughs> that's trauma. And you talking about uh, that. And then you talking about a nine year old baby who heard the paramedics like these babies know these babies know what's right and wrong, right. and we are traumatized. Like we are traumatizing the generations. We just really are, yeah, with this behavior. It is. It's, so it's very traumatizing. I so. just feel like when it's too much trauma, eject, eject, yeah. eject, eject. Do not continue to have things around you that are not serving you. Do not continue to participate in things that no longer uh, give you peace in your mind and do not allow things in your life that bring you nothing but desolation. I just don't feel that it is um, productive practice at all. doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how somebody feels about it. doesn't matter what, what people feel like you should be doing. If it is not something that is bringing you some sort of healing, some sort of elevation, some sort of peace, some sort of restoration, some sort of edification, why? Like, why are we? Why are we entertaining it? You know what I mean? And I don't know. Like, when it comes to protecting your mindset, I think that that is important. I think ejecting from things that are just ridiculously damaging—that's all that they bring to you—is damage. Yeah. Is is imperative, especially yeah. nowadays in the times that we live in. Um, being black in America, I think it's important to know that this is a collective fight and it doesn't make you less black if you feel like you need to eject to survive. Right. Because you're no good if your mind is gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that. A lot of people struggle with how much do I need to be in mentally in, invested in this and how much do I not? You know yeah. what I mean? And, you know... Um, we're one of the only uh, <laughs> races, in my opinion, that are treated as a collective. We're not, yeah. well, I talked about this, I believe, on the B- Black Vote episode. 
we're not treated as individuals. It's what is what do the blacks think? The blacks. How do the blacks <laughs> feel about it? Let's get blacks. It's just slavery. It's like damn, we can't be individual. Like and I, I just, blacks. I just, I'm here to tell you, you have every right to be an individual. Mm-hmm. And if your individual health is calling for you to do something different than what the blacks are doing, then do that. Yeah, don't make, don't, and also don't let black and people. And it don't make you not a part of the blacks. Don't let other black people shame you into trauma. adding trauma to your life. Because some of us that. are like, you, you should watch this. And you, you need to enjoy this because this is our history. You're supposed to know it. No. Because bump that you like B2K. do what is best for you. That's right. Bump that. Forget that. And like you said something earlier about checking out and working on your own self. What what have you done? Ooh. In all this? So I've started a couple of businesses. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I believe in being um I believe children are the future. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. <laughs> but um I think that it is um I think that you can fight things in a lot of different ways. Okay. Um, I feel that you can be revolutionary in a lot of ways, and you can infect change in a lot of different ways. I feel that um, cultivating and creating a black business is an opportunity to create change because right. you are um, building a community. You're building infrastructure in your community. You're um, showing. Uh, future generations that they have options. There's all kinds of things that they can do. You're laying the groundwork and the framework for a lot of things. And I feel like when things are so heavy and there's so much going on and I feel like there's nothing that I can do, I try to zero in into something I can do. So I funnel that energy into something that I can do. So the little something that I feel like I can do is take that frustration and put it into creating a business. You know what I mean? I'm going to put all of this anger and transmute this anger into positive drive and focus and effort and put it into something that can cultivate and create something that could finance um, a way out. You know what I mean? So um, that's, that's what I've been that's how I've been coping, I guess, and what I've been trying to do. Huh. That's that's pretty cool. That's pretty what cool. about Keeping you? Keeping yourself busy. For me, um, so I started back gardening again. Oh, yes. Um, I am intending on doing a small garden this year. Um, and well, you really need to do a small. gardening class. Black. Small is an understatement. You should do a gardening class, and you know what you should call it? What? Black men, green thumbs. Boom. Just have like a black man with a thumb like this. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started <laughs> I started my seeds a few weeks ago, and they have taken off. Um, I don't have as much time as I used to, but I have definitely started, and I remember, it's like, it all is like muscle memory, because I, have, I haven't gardened in like two years. And but you're so good. He's really good at it, y'all. And like, I just, he I better like than it. me. I, I keep I killing enjoy, my orchids. I enjoy growing <laughs> things. Like, I just, like, I'll grow stuff that I'm never going to eat, but I just want to see it grow. You know, like last year, or two years ago, I grew uh, the Carolina Reaper pepper. Mm-hmm. 
I have no intention to. I have a whole bunch of those, and I have no intention of ever eating them. You can just make some. I just want to grow them. You might as well just make some uh, seasoning out of that. I made some seasoning. I did. I ground up some. I dried some. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, I have some cucumbers. I got some orange glow watermelons that are orange meat instead of red meat. Mm. Uh, I got. Um, I'm doing squash for the first time. Ooh. Uh, I got a few tomatoes. I love my tomatoes. I got like one pair of plant, and also. This year, because normally I would grow from seed on all of my plants, but this year I'm going to probably buy some from the nurseries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to figure out how to buy back soil, like not back soil, like I'm going to be filling raised beds. And I'm trying to figure out if there's a cheaper way of getting soil instead of buying a bunch of bags. Yeah. So those bags will be expensive. expensive. So if I can find like somebody that has just soil Wholesale. that they're willing, they willing to just drop off at the house, mm-hmm. I would love that. So I got to reach out to some people about that. But that's what I've done. Like it's just yeah. totally away from everything. It's just a solitary activity. You gotta, you gotta step out and do some other stuff. Shoot, I do. Man, I'm all over the place, but I, I purposely do all kinds of random other things. I'm very art motivated so i do that but yeah but having something that is completely contrary to that is Mm -hmm. important a a hobby or a purpose or whatever the case may be that is going to click your mind into something different is definitely a good um coping mechanism in my opinion so i think gardening is dope yeah i mean I wish I could grow stuff as good as you, but you know, I try. I, I dabble. Lot, I, think, so. I dabble a little. You dabble. Yeah, okay. I dabble. You know, so. But yeah, that, I think those are good things. I, and I would love for you all, you know, to share some of the things that you've been doing. Yeah. You know, in terms of exiting out of this matrix of black trauma that we've been experiencing. Because it's uh, whack. It's like what? a raggedy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Merry go round. Yeah, maybe you all have started some some LLCs, or maybe you all have picked up on some hobbies, or mm-hmm. you know the movies are opening back up. Yes. Mortal Kombat comes out this weekend. I plan on watching it. I don't know if I'm gonna watch I'm it at home or the theater, but I'm definitely watching it. Um, I'm watching it at home because um, people are stupid outside and I ain't got time. You know, <laughs> yeah. for, no, because you know I don't know if you heard, but it was like some sort of rumor about some national rape day or whatever the case may be. What? I ain't going outside. Don't you even worry about it. National rape day? I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm just good. What the hell is that? That's ridiculous. Who comes up with this stuff? This is what I'm saying. I, this is why I just say, you know what? You know Ooh, what? This world is trash. You know, the older I get, the more and more I understand my grandparents and how they just be like, child, that's me every day, child. Child. What is this? National rape day. I don't think it's a Googleable thing. I mean, national <laughs> rape. National rape. Yeah, T has got to Google everything. <laughs> it just sounds crazy to him. <laughs> but I just, I just, I'm, I'm just good. I just, I just feel like it right now is a good time to kind of like. It started on TikTok. Yeah. Now is a good time to kind of like. April twenty fourth. Yeah. National Rape Day. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so. It says hoax, but you can't be too sure. You just don't know. I ain't know. got time be for people. Traveling groups. Make sure you women. Women, 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 women. Get your CCW 
and start carrying out here because yeah. I've seen way too many of our queens being murdered. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. This is not how things used to be. It's a whole new world. This is a whole new world. I don't like this. I'm re- I'm looking at the news, especially in St. Louis, and you're seeing women just being murdered for no reason. Yeah. Just murdered. You pull up on the side. Woman driving on the highway, murdered. Just from a car, random car pulls up next to us, just open fire from the car. Woman sitting in her car with her daughter, murdered. Yeah. Daughter shot. You know, woman sitting on her porch, murdered. Like, woman, women murdering other women. Like, what is happening? I don't know. It's this just, is not something that I'm. This, I mean, I hate to, you know, gender, uh, explain, uh, crimes, but most times, violent crimes like that were usually done by men. To men. men, and but women and children were women spared. and children were not really caught up in that type of stuff. Now it doesn't. It's like all. It's like Wild Wild West. For real, they it's don't care. Whoever. It don't, they don't even care matter. how old you are. They didn't kill people, pastors. Yes. They killed children. I just don't even, I just, that's why I say, you know what? I just stay in my home. I watch my movies right here on my little movie screen. Right but yeah, I mean, they can be on too. That's the thing. They that's can. Need, women, I need you all getting your CCW. Take the class. It's an eight-hour class. You'll learn a lot of information. Get you a firearm. I know bullets are scarce right now because everybody's getting one. And with COVID happening, it really cut down on the manufacturing of ammunition. Yeah. Get you a firearm. Get out here and protect yourselves because you can't. The, these are different times now. These are different times now. Get to the range. Practice your shooting because you never know when you're going to need that. Yeah. Never know. And so definitely, I, I mean, I started carrying in November. I carry every day because I just never know what's going to happen. I don't ever know what I want to roll up on. Oh, it's gonna roll up on me, and I have kids. I don't have the luxury of. Saying, I hate. Oh, I hope that. They I hate it happen. here. <laughs> you know, you just got to. So please carry. Whew. This was a heavy day. Yeah. But you know, I think that you and I can can offer the people some solace, some good uh, journaling prompts to help kind of. Process the feelings that we're experiencing. Yes. And some affirmations. That's right. Uh, would you like to go first or you like for me to go first? Um, it's up to you. Whatever you want to do. Uh, oh, look at her. Letting the man lead. Okay. I always let the man okay. lead. That's my feminine All wives. Right. What are you talking about? Ask about me. All right. <laughs> so my journal prompt for this week in, in, in the spirit of today's episode is I want you all to think of all the things on your plate, on your figurative plate. What is in your control? Meaning, what are the things that belong there? What's in your your control? What are the things that you have control over? And then I want you to also look at the things that are on your plate that you have no control over. And I want you to intentionally start to remove those things from that plate. But in the meantime, for your journaling prompt, I just want you to look at your plate and identify the things that that belong there and the things that don't. Um, And I would definitely love for you all to share those things because... I guarantee you there are things that are on all of our plates that we carry that don't belong there. And we probably can relate to a lot of things, you know. And so, please, I want you all to definitely try this journaling prompt because it has, it helps so many people. Uh, but once again, think of all the things on your plate and identify what is in your control and what is not in your control. And that's your journaling prompt for this week. 
Yay, journaling bro. Journaling bro. Journaling bro. <laughs> okay, so this week's um this week's um affirmations. Affirmations. I finna say meditations. Meditations. Lord. <laughs> this week's affirmations are as follows. As follows. I say no to what does not serve me. I say no to what does not serve me. I say no to what does not serve me. You ready? Yep. Next, I collect emotions that edify my spirit. I collect emotions that edify my spirit. I collect emotions that edify my spirit. Okay, and last, um, I am covered and protected when I need to take some time away. I am covered and protected when I need to take some time away. I am covered and protected when I need to take some time away. And those are your affirmations for this week. Hmm. So, um, what do you got? What you, What is your last thing you like to do? Well, why you think about that? What's my last thing I like to do? So I got some good news on the way out. So I started. Good news. Good news. I started a my own practice. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah. This is my last thing that I like to do. Yes. Some sort of therapeutic. Remember? Yes. So. Voila. There we go. So I started my own practice. Uh, it's called, uh, it's titled Gillen Therapeutic Services. Um, Gillen Therapy, if you will. The Gillen, Gillen is my last name, but it at also. At Gillen Therapy. Oh, at Instagram. Gillen Therapy. I'm no at, on Instagram. <laughs> uh, but Gillen is a Irish name um, that means servant. And I fully believe that that name was given to me because my goal and my, my being, my purpose in life has always been serving people. You know, when I think when I think back to everything, the type of person I am, I'm always looking to help people and that is in line with my name. And so I definitely made that a part of my practice. Um, if you ever, if you all are looking for therapy services, um, I do child uh, therapy. I do family therapy and also do couples. Um, and I'm licensed in the state of Missouri currently. Um, and I'm only doing virtual, Right now, obviously, COVID guidelines. I'm trying to keep everybody safe. But soon, I hope to have a physical space and might even offer uh, home visits. Ooh, uh, so nice. uh, for people that maybe have a harder time getting around, uh, if you need to reach me, you can reach me by um, email. Email me at healing, healing at gillentherapy.com. At um, That is healing, healing at gillentherapy.com. At gillentherapy.com. Spell Gillen for the people. Gillen is G I L L O N. G I L L O N. Gillentherapy.com. Oh, sound like one of them <laughs> old school soap commercials. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> for real y'all like you, listen there's nothing there's nothing like having um a therapist that um 
understands where you're coming from. Yeah. So, um, like we always try to encourage you guys um, to seek some sort of therapy outside of this here self-care podcast because therapy is important and we all need therapy. I don't care who you are, yes, you need do. therapy. I see my therapist tomorrow and I cannot wait. Four I got shizzle. some shit to talk about. So, so yes. So I hope you guys are um, finding um, someone and if you haven't found anyone, then you might want to mosey on over to um, mosey. Gillen Therapy on at Gillen Therapy on Instagram because Tony also posts quite a few um, um, topics on his Instagram that um, give you some things to talk about. Mm -hmm. And it's also a space to where you can reach out to him if you have a quick thing that you want to discuss or things that maybe you want to. Maybe you want to schedule a session. Schedule a session or bring on the podcast. Either or. Hey, you know what I mean? Reach out to me. Reach out. I love you guys. Yeah. I do. Another episode. We're Another back. Episode in the books. Self love, self love, self love, self love. Somebody write us a thing. Somebody song. just create one. <laughs> create something that's dope. Create something that's dope. Oh, shout out, shout out to the artist who did our artwork for season two. Yes. Shout we out got to, to do that. Diana Michelle. Yes. Uh, yes, girl. Hey, boo. She made our, our logo, which I think is pretty dope. Dope, dope, dope. I, I'll definitely have to get her information. Beyond grateful. Y'all, if y'all like the new logo, y'all like the new album um, cover on Spotify and Apple Music and things of that nature, you listen, hit my girl up. Yep, she. you can follow her on Instagram by yes. art by Deanna Michelle. Art by Deanna Michelle. Yep, and Deanna is spelled D-E-A. D-E-A. N-N-A. N-N-A. Michelle is in M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E. E-L-L-E. So art by Deanna Michelle. Art. On IG. By Deanna Michelle. She has a lot of great, especially she does a lot of black art. Um, so definitely reach out to her if you're looking for someone to make you a piece mm -hmm. or a logo. She definitely does that. Um, she's cool people. Cool people. Support the community. Yes. Support the community. I love you guys so much. I really, really do. I love you all too. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>